This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the April 12, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Great news! Views on the News from the Couch is already in the top 50% of podcasts based on download volume. Please help to keep the growth going and recommend this podcast to folks you know. Quick hitters. The Times of London says upwards of 150 Russian FSB agents, we used to call them the KGB, were sent packing due to the Ukraine fiasco, and that the head of the Ukraine relevant department is being held in the Lefortovo prison. Lefortovo is not a nice place. According to a Yahoo article, a GOP Senate candidate in New Hampshire, Bruce Fenton, said, quote, Remember, as Zelensky is a hero now, Osama bin Laden was once considered a hero, end quote. I was in the process of calling him out as a knucklehead when I read further and learned he was referring to the Osama bin Laden in the 1980s when bin Laden was fighting with the Mujahideen against the Soviets. So shame on me, I thought he was wrong because I did not have the context. Still, why did he go there? Philadelphia has seen an increase in COVID cases and is reimposing indoor mask mandates. At this point, I am anti-mask. I think Omicron and the variant in Philly, I think they call that Omicron Plus, is so contagious that the cloth masks and the bottom level surgical masks are just decoration. I would be interested in data to the contrary if it exists. I linked one article in the show notes on this subject. The Biden administration is taking aim at ghost guns, guns that are privately assembled from spare parts and bypass the background check process. They are a a small but growing portion of illegal guns collected. The rules may require the addition of serial numbers to key parts and a background check uh, run on the buyers of those spare parts. Sounds fine to me. Refunding the police will do more. Moving on. Here is news that you can use. In the linked article, a study out of North Carolina University looked at how likely political emails would end up in spam filters and if there was a bias. Outlook marked 72% of spam and did not seem to have a party bias. Yahoo marked 55% of all emails as spam, while Gmail marked 10% of left-wing emails as spam and 77% of right-wing candidates' emails as spam. Google says no bias. We just know what our customers want. I am fascinated at such a difference for Gmail by political leaning. But the news that you can use comment related to, maybe I'll switch to Outlook and get most of that crap sent to my spam folder. Holy cow, Batman. When I agree with the Reverend Al Sharpton and Joe Scarborough, I worry that the world has stopped spinning and that hostess stopped making Twinkies. They say that crime, inflation, and high gas prices are real problems and that elites and limousine liberals are ignoring those issues. Even more to the point, Scarborough clearly says blacks, Hispanics, and Asian Americans are more conservative than white woke leaders. Somehow I am channeling Donnie and Marie Osmond. One would sing I'm a little bit country and the other would sing I'm a little bit rock and roll. Most of the country is a little bit left or a little bit right, but the narrative dialogue is driven by the crazies. Certainly from where I sit on the couch, the left seems way batshit crazy. And yet I really don't think they are. Just the ones talking loudly. I keep wondering when the moderate Democrats will tell the far left to sit down and shut up. Is there a far right that is crazy? Sure. 
I tend to think the moderates tell them to shut up, but that could be an example of my partisan bias. I said yesterday I would listen to Brian Stelter of CNN and report back. My overall reaction is not as bad as I... Not sure the right word. Let's go with felt it would be. In fact, my overall take was he was fine. I was expecting an ogre with two heads. Still, he had some stupid. First, the fine. He and his panel discussed Twitter and Elon Musk and also CNN becoming part of Discovery and the overall consolidation of the entertainment segment. Later, Stelter and his guests discussed COVID measures, COVID cases in the cabinet, Pisaki working out a deal to go to MSNBC a tad early since she is still the White House press secretary, and Will Smith. In a discussion with Ann Applebaum, they set the foundation that Ukraine was doing well with their media campaign to counter Russian misinformation. Stelter asked Ms. Applebaum if the reason Ukraine was winning militarily was because of the media tactics. She replied she thought that the Ukraine military was why Ukraine was doing well militarily. I thought she was smart and Stelter was a bit stupid on that one. As they discussed the media further, she said that the Russians are good at sticking to a false story, repeating it over and over again and never acknowledging it was wrong. I look back and she wrote articles in 2017 on Trump and Russian collusion. I'll stop. I'm pretty sure you get my point. Stelter discussed Katanji Brown-Jackson and said the Supreme Court hearing showed how poison politics are. He said the hearings were used to mainstream the idea that Democrats are pedophiles or that they go easy on pedophiles. I watched day three of the hearings, her second day of testifying. What I got out of the hearings was that Republicans argued she was way too lenient on her sentences. On the surface, I thought Republicans made a good case. And she helped their case by giving poor answers until the end of the day. In my opinion, she was overcoached. When she finally answered the charge, it was a good answer. She said the sentencing guidelines were just too strict to be used, literally, because the number of pictures is a real sentence multiplier. And with the internet, it is easy to get many more pictures. When a perv got the pictures by mail, that took a lot more effort and showed more intent. I think the other area where I sided with the judge is she was actually a trial judge. Few in the Supreme Court ever presided over a criminal case. Hence, they were not involved in sentencing. Ms. Jackson was being held to a standard that could not be applied to other Supreme Court nominees. So while I am sympathetic to the judge, I don't see how going after her over perceived light sentencing is the same as accusing Democrats of pedophilia, particularly if she had given her good answer from the start. Continuing with pedophilia, and I never thought I would write that, Mr. Stelter listed off at least four conservative commentators who he said are attacking Democrats. It was a montage of snippets, and I am not a snippet fan. One was Tucker Carlson saying, quote, some teachers are pushing sex values on your third grader, end quote. On a technical level, I think that is true, so I'm not sure what the point Mr. Reliable Sources host was trying to make. Two talked about grooming, and Stelter had a snippet of Laura Ingram saying something like, why not rename the roller coaster ride Sex Mountain? Then Brian Stelter said these folks were insidious, ginning up hate, and demonizing gay teachers. Breathe. Let's all breathe. Relax. Hyperball is going on. 
I'm going to try to look at videos related to Disney and this grooming issue. I'm guessing grooming is overwrought and no need to change the name of Space Mountain to Sex Mountain. But Mr. Stelter, overwrought can also be said about your demonizing gay teacher's comment. Do not practice what you are complaining about. The Florida law that the media mislabels does not tell people not to say gay. Near as I can tell, there is nothing in the law that would keep a teacher from mentioning he just got married to someone of the same sex, etc. No gay demonization. I have offered to march in a parade against the bill if I can be shown it demonizes gays. We are all people. Let's act like it. And the next segment was Christmas for me. The guests were the two authors of the study that in September of 2020 paid Fox viewers to watch CNN and noted that the Fox viewers moderated their opinions a bit. I thought it was stupid that the study did not have CNN viewers watch Fox News, but I give the authors credit that several times they pointed out that both Fox News and CNN have partisan filters. They argued that people should get news from both ends of the political spectrum and that CNN and Fox News need to report when politicians on their side make mistakes. The author specifically said that both CNN and Fox do not do a good job of pointing out when their side makes mistakes. That would have been a great time for Mr. Stelter to say, you're right. CNN really screwed the pooch on Russian collusion in the Hunter Biden laptop story. And since this show is about reliable sources, I am going to try to do better. Nope, he didn't do that. The authors emphasized that Fox News covered the Abraham Peace Accords 15 times more than CNN, and that the Accords were really significant. How significant? Well, I did some checking. The Abraham Accords involved additional countries making peace with Israel. I will now list the country's name that made a peace treaty with Israel and the year. Egypt, 1979. Jordan, 1994. Bahrain, 2020, Morocco, 2020, UAE, 2020, Sudan, 2020. I'm guessing CNN did not cover the Accords much because it would have reflected well on President Trump. They used their partisan filter. I can deal with that. What bugs me is CNN acting like they have no body odor and pointing their nose elsewhere. Sometime this week, I will watch Tucker Carlson and take the same hard look at his Fox News show. I promise I'll try to be fair. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.